You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Android badness in the wild, crimeware as a service courtesy of the Brazilian and Russian mobs, the challenge of third-party apps, the DNC hack still looks like the work of Russian intelligence, and those two bears, cozy and fancy, are now said to have taken up residence in the Clinton Foundation. Critical infrastructure attack surfaces and threats from ICS to the grid to transportation. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, June 22, 2016. We'll be following up on the DNC hack and related incidents later in the show, but first a review of what's currently happening in the wild, where criminals are currently wild about Android exploits. Malwarebytes is tracking Pavost. This is a bit of an odd one. It makes calls to numbers in area code 259. That's unassigned in the U.S., but if you use China's country code and try the numbers with that area code, you get a busy signal. This leads Malwarebytes to think that infected phones are calling China. Since, as Malwarebytes researchers put it, with Android malware, motives usually answer the question, will this make me money? The suspicion is that the calls are to premium numbers. Pavost masquerades, by the way, as a stopwatch app. Download with care. Other Android capers are being tracked by Trend Micro. Malware they're calling Godless is rooting smartphones for the most part in India and Southeast Asia, although a few infections have been reported as far afield as Iran and the United States. Godless affects Android 5.1, that is Lollipop, and has been found in a wide variety of apps from utilities like flashlights to copies of popular games. You're always best advised to download Android apps only from the Google Play Store, but Godless has found its way even into that walled garden. Third-party apps always pose the particular set of security challenges. We spoke with Aisha Kaya Farat from CloudLock about their recently published report, The Explosion of Apps, 27% Are Risky. Two years ago, uh, when we looked into this domain, we have found about 5,500 apps. This year, at the same time, uh, we found more than 150,000 applications that are connected to corporate cloud environments. So this is a number that has increased by 30x in the last two years alone. It's not just the increase in the number of apps that's cause for concern. The apps that we are talking about, they are touching the corporate backbone. And employees are authorizing these applications using their corporate credentials. They need these applications and obviously by extension their vendors programmatic access to their corporate data. These applications usually have very extensive permission scopes, access scopes. They ask for permission to create documents, delete all of your documents, externalize your documents, calendars, contacts, 
Um, so they introduce millions of backdoors into corporate environments. All of these backdoors can easily be exploited as potential gateways for cybercrime. Third-party apps can be notoriously difficult for IT to track, and the problem grows even more dangerous when they're being used by highly privileged employees. Now, the employee might be the CEO of the company, or they might be a super admin, a super privileged account that sees all documents in an environment, who can see passwords for everybody in the environment. So a super privileged admin giving credentials to an application, it changed the entire dynamic. It's not just about the application itself, but it's also about the dynamic, you know, how it is being used, um, who is using those applications, etc. The sheer number of dangerous apps outlined in CloudLock's report makes it daunting for IT departments to try to deal with them on an individual basis. Based on their research, Aisha Kaya-Farat has some suggestions. What organizations need is to develop a very high-level strategy. And they also need a tactical, very specific application acceptable use policy to decide um, how they will whitelist or ban applications going forward, a set of criteria. And this cannot be secret. This needs to be uh, shared as a vision with the end users because you know, ultimately the end users are responsible. They are the ones doing this. Um, and automating workflows after this, so how they are going to identify applications. How are we going to ban and revoke applications in real time um, has become more important uh, than ever. That's Aisha Kaya-Farat from CloudLock. You can check out the report on their website. Another exploit trend Micro's following is Mongit, a commodity banking trojan being served up by their Brazilian mob. We note that Brazilian organized cybercrime may soon be giving the Russian mob a run for its money. Mongit does the sorts of things you'd expect from a banking trojan, basically getting into accounts and making illegal transactions. It's noteworthy that this is being sold in the form of malware as a service, and so is accessible to criminals who have limited or no technical capabilities. Ransomware is also still with us, and it too is being offered as a service. Cerber, in particular, is now an offer by Russian organized crime, and Checkpoint says that two distinct waves of evolved Cerber have hit the UK and the US over the past month. A survey of businesses suggests that most are no longer willing to consider paying the ransom. What effect, if any, this shift in attitude will have on the criminal market remains to be seen. The big story this week, of course, continues to be the hack of the US Democratic National Committee. Despite the best efforts of Guccifer 2.0, including his brief and somewhat high-flown interview with Motherboard, the smart money is increasingly on Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear, as CrowdStrike affectionately calls the responsible teams at Russia's FSB and GRU. Fidelis and Mandiant are in substantial agreement with CrowdStrike on this attribution. The spore the attackers left behind is too sophisticated for script kiddies, as Fidelis put it. So what of Guccifer 2.0, the lone hacker who claimed responsibility? There are several possibilities. First, he may simply be hoaxing, claiming responsibility for an attack he had nothing to do with. Or second, he may be a false flag, a disinformation operation designed to afford the actual hackers with plausible deniability. Or finally, he may be a third hacker, having romped in coincidentally with the bears. This is entirely possible. Some high-profile cyber attacks take on the qualities of a riot, with several independent actors striking the same target set. CrowdStrike has been darkly suggesting the second middle option, disinformation, and since, after all, we're dealing with bears, it seems appropriate to remark that this one would be just right. 
More interestingly, especially for those waiting for more documents to drop, Bloomberg reported yesterday that unnamed sources tell them that the DNC hackers, presumably cozy and fancy, also gained access to the Clinton Foundation systems. Observers expect more files to leak over the coming weeks. We heard a presentation from a senior NSA official this morning at the Cyber 7.0 conference. Renee Tarrin, special assistant to the director, NSA, for Cyber and deputy chief of the NSA's Cyber Task Force, spoke at length about the threat nation-states pose to critical infrastructure. She specifically discussed Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea, and she wasn't telling tales out of school, since these are the same threat actors U.S. Director of National Intelligence Clapper has singled out in recent congressional testimony. Her two sample cases were the now-famous Bowman Street dam hack in Rye, New York, and December's takedown of a portion of Ukraine's power grid. Industry observers note increasing worry about industrial control system security across many sectors, with the power industry particularly concerned about a repetition of the Ukraine hack, this time in North America. Consensus on that likelihood is a soft, well, maybe, probably, or at least maybe, but the concerns are widespread. Other forms of infrastructure present their own distinctive attack surfaces. We spoke about those in the transportation sector with Charles Clancy, director of Virginia Tech's Hume Center. We'll hear from him after the break. In industry news, analysts assess the needs of the cyber insurance market. Traders are looking at the prospects of bellwether publicly traded security companies, especially those who, like Cisco and Symantec, have recently made acquisitions, and those who, like FireEye, have recently declined to be acquired. Venture Capital is also active, as behavioral analytics shop Light Cyber gets $20 million in Series B funding. Finally, let's return to the problem of attribution for a moment. It strikes us that this is often done the way Obi-Wan Kenobi would do it. It's a small step from, this code, too sophisticated for mere script kiddies, only nation-states are so capable, to, these blast points, too accurate for sand people, only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Now, if you could only see if they hacked in single file to hide their numbers, then we'd really have something. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. 
Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And I'm joined once again by Dr. Charles Clancy. He's the director of the Hume Center for National Security and Technology. They're part of Virginia Tech. Uh, Dr. Clancy, I know one of your areas of research is dealing with some of the cyber challenges uh, regarding transportation. Indeed. Uh, as we see the, the growth of autonomous vehicles uh, and uh, certainly connected vehicles right now, there's a, a growing risk of, of cyber threat to those vehicles, uh, principally due to the, the interconnectedness of them. Uh, previously, your, your car was not connected to the cloud, and, and now it is. Uh, and once that connection's in place, it creates a threat vector. So, so what are some of the specific dangers involved with vehicles? Well, I think most people probably saw uh, the report a couple months ago about the, the group that, that hacked the Jeep, uh, and Wired had an article on it showing that they could uh, hack in via the cellular interface and cause the Jeep to drive off the side of the road. Um, obviously, concerns like that are, are uh, significant, uh, but there's also a wide range of privacy concerns if hackers are able to access uh, the microphones in your cabin of your vehicle, for example, uh, and be able to listen in on conversations. Uh, there's a, a significant privacy concerns as well. And it's not just with autos. Um, there are concerns with aviation as well. Uh, indeed, there have been a number of, of well-publicized reports recently about people proposing that they can hack into different segments of, uh, in particular, the civil aviation ecosystem, whether it's uh, air traffic control systems uh, or uh, individual aircraft. Uh, so we have a, a, a research portfolio at Virginia Tech that's looking specifically at things like air traffic control and how we might make uh, the next generation air traffic control systems more secure against such attacks. Uh, that ecosystem is being complicated significantly by the growth uh, of UAVs uh, and the intersection between the civil aviation and the UAV ecosystem. Uh, obviously, many of these UAVs are uh, relatively unsophisticated devices and have cyber threats uh, of their own uh, that need to be contended with. All right, Dr. Charles Clancy, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners, we're always looking for ways to improve the N2K Cyberwire network. 
and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now. <laughs> 